0: I'm Jill Miller. And I'm Mary Kastner. Those charismaniacs left you damaged and scarred. On behalf
1: of Holy Spirit, we hope to offer some damage control.
0: He wants a relationship with you.
1: And we're here to support you along the way, whether it's in ministry or in your day-to-day life. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jill. (laughs) How goes it? It goes well. I mean, life's just crazy. I just can't. I just don't even know um yeah yes do you do you have any like highlights or or glory stories for us today well no i i wanted to tell you about
0: this thing right so <laughs> rob and i um i'm really excited i had forgotten because i want to talk about it on our last episode and then i didn't and now i just remembered and i'm really happy that i can tell
1: you're really excited i was like what's
0: happening so, <laughs> um so Rob is like super into sports, right? Like he is one of those nerdy people that loves sports and um, he knows like all the stats and like college teams that people play for and it's like crazy. So generally he loves sports and he loves animals. So most of the time when we're like hanging out like on the couch or whatever after a long day at work, most of our, what we Netflix to is um documentaries (laughs) yes Yes. we watch sports documentaries and we watch animal documentaries and that that's pretty much about it and so we were watching i was like so excited right because i was like oh like i'm gonna be a really awesome wife today and i'm gonna (laughs) pick and surprise them with this documentary um called chasing tyson right and it's about evander holyfield And I think I messaged you one day about it, and I was like, have you heard of Vander Holyfield? And you're like, nah. And that's when I knew I was like, I'm going to bring this up on our podcast. (laughs) Um, So Vander Holyfield was, um, um, so everybody knows Mike Tyson, right? Like Mike Tyson um, was this big boxer, and he's like the greatest of when we were kids, and like one of the greatest ever um, to box. And Evander Holyfield was kind of like the other guy that was like up and coming. Mm -hmm. And Evander Holyfield, everybody knows him. He's the guy that Mike Tyson bit off his ear.
1: Everybody knows Evander
0: Holyfield as that guy. Yes, so you know know the guy.
1: I've heard that story.
0: (laughs) So we're watching this documentary, right, about Evander Holyfield. And then all of a sudden, it's talking about like Jesus. What? And it was awesome. Because Evander Holyfield, so he stopped boxing. He was always like the underdog, right? Like okay. the underestimated one. Everybody was like, he's winning all these fights, but it's because he hasn't really fought anyone. And if he fought Mike Tyson, like he would lose and all this stuff, right? And so um, Mike Tyson goes off to to prison or whatever. <laughs> so and much. then um, Evander Holyfield had to retire from boxing because he had um, he had this issue with his heart and um oh, that wow. basically they were like you, you can't you can't box anymore like it's it's not healthy for you it's a risk so you have to retire and so he retired and everybody mm-hmm. was like oh cool evander holyfield retired or whatnot and you know like he'll never he'll be like it has been forever or could have been whatnot and then it starts talking about how evander holyfield went to um one of Benny Hinn's church services you are kidding me I'm not even kidding you and Evander Holyfield received like um Benny Hinn called out his healing and he came up and prayed for him he rested in spirit received a full healing of his heart whatever was wrong with his heart I'm sorry I don't remember what it was but yeah through Benny Hinn and then Evander Holyfield comes back right comes back into boxing cuz he felt like the lord was calling him to like come back to boxing. Wow. He legitimately like came back to boxing and in all of the interviews and stuff he's like Jesus out.
1: <laughs> he has this hat
0: that he has that he wears for all his interviews it's like Jesus is lord in the back. Yeah, in the back of his like little robe. It's something like believe to receive or something oh like my that. God. It was crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. That's so cool. And yeah, it was really cool. Dang. Man, Evander Holyfield. And he's still preaching the gospel
1: and Wow.
0: Yeah, and it's really awesome. So you guys should also love Evander Holyfield and watch the documentary it's a i think it's an espn 30 for 30 or something it's called chasing tyson but yeah it's really amazing and i was like holy smokes this is really cool that this sports guy received like this miracle healing and he really felt like the lord was um wanting to use him in the sport of boxing to go out and to use it as a platform to to preach the gospel and to testify to the lord's miracle of healing him and that the lord can can do a lot with a little. Wow. so Yeah, anyways, th- I don't know if that's a glory story, but that w- we'll say that that was my glory story, that it was really awesome. And Rob probably thinks that I planned it to talk about Jesus, but I didn't. It was a surprise. Sneaky Jesus.
1: It's like undercover evangelization. Yeah. <laughs> there's this famous athlete who loves Jesus, and we're going to watch a documentary. Yeah, and we're
0: going to watch a documentary about him. Surprise. Actually, most famous. Ath- I, there's a lot of famous athletes that
1: love Jesus. It's true, actually. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I listen to um, a podcast by Ray Lewis because I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. And Ray Lewis is like, I love him. He's my favorite football player of all time. And Ray, if you're listening, he talks exercise. about Jesus on his podcast. Yes, Ray, if you're listening, one, <laughs> I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I'm getting starstruck as we speak. <laughs> to um, He talks about on his podcast, Chasing Greatness, which is all about achieving greatness and that mentality and stuff, but a lot of it is like scripturally based and he talks about having a relationship with the Lord as a foundation for that, which is really awesome. But yeah, anyways, that's my, t- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. Sorry. I'll stop now.
1: I'm going to, I just can't even top that. I just think that's the coolest. Um. So I'm just, I want to give God the glory for in short, I'm going to be playing for, uh, well, so blessed is she, um, a women's ministry in the US and, and they've gone other countries now. They're I guess they're like becoming international. They're kinda cool. But they're in Phoenix and I was playing for a lot of their big um like blessed issue retreats that they were just traveling around and doing. And COVID happened, obviously. So a lot of those retreats just canceled, 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 canceled and I was super bummed. But Um, They decided and they found a way to have instead of doing these big retreats with like 400 women to each location they traveled to, dividing them up and breaking them up and breaking them up into um, revival nights, revival worship nights where they're smaller. So instead of having like a two day retreat for 400 women doing two separate events, two nights in a row in each location. So I get to lead worship for people in person, not over Zoom. (sighs) And travel a little bit yes. soon. So that's my glory story, and I'm super pumped for it. So
0: I'm super pumped for you. That's really exciting. Because as a worship leader, I feel like that's the the thing, right? It is really difficult to be a worship leader and not be able to lead other people in worship.
1: Oh, it's so <laughs> awkward. Like, you can't be like on a Zoom worship session, like, "Hey, everybody, give a shout of praise," and then like wait for the delay. <laughs> and then like it just it just doesn't work you know so uh yeah yeah having human beings in the same room and worshiping my heart is kind of freaking out and super pumped for this
0: that's so exciting um cool so our we're finishing up our three-part series today finally on the anointing yes today we're talking about why why the anointing why and what implication it has in our life mm-hmm. and that is a big thing that's I think near and dear to both of our hearts because coming to know the Holy Spirit and coming to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the anointing is has been huge has been changed everything for us and is why we're here doing this
1: yeah absolutely so yeah so we've covered the like what is it then the last episode in the series was like how does it work how how do we encounter him in it and now it's why like how like who what when where why yeah we, we want to be practical want to make things yeah executable in your life I've never used that <laughs> word before is that a word executable
0: um i don't know if it's a word or not but we'll go with it <laughs> okay. um so I think a big reason why both of us have, I mean, we're really similar, right? Like we we have really similar experiences um, in college and post-college, um, post-university for those of you guys here in New Zealand. And a lot of, I think the reason why the anointing and a, a charismatic spirituality has been so pivotal in our life is because I think it's been the one to teach us. Like it's... It's been there for us and we've learned from it um, and grown. And that's really what in the first um, letter of John, that's what it talks about. So in chapter 227 of the first letter of John, it says the anointing will teach you all things. And that's, we try to keep every episode that we have as a focal scripture verse. And that's kind of our verse for today, right? Um, That we can learn from the anointing and that's why it's important is because the Lord has given us the Holy spirit, the outpouring of the Holy spirit and the movement of the Holy spirit to teach us, to teach us about him, to teach us how to grow in relationship with him, and to teach us what he desires for us and who we are in a sense, um, so that we can become more of who he created us to be and, and I think there is a beauty in that. So I guess the question is how can the anointing help us, right? Mm. how specifically can can it help us and teach us and um, what are some of those those areas that maybe that's been your experience Mary how has the anointing taught you?
1: Yeah I think for me one of the biggest um, I think breakthroughs that this understanding of the Holy Spirit, and the spirituality has brought into my life is it's created a greater dependency on the Lord, and um, a greater confidence in my own ability to discern, and um, and and follow. So it's made me less dependent on just. Cause there was a time and it's I think it's common for a lot of people who have had conversion experiences. Um, a lot of times there's someone that the Lord's used to help you encounter him and grow close to him. And there can be a tendency with that person or when when somebody kind of is like spiritual mom or spiritual dad to you, where you become dependent upon that person. But the more that I grew in this spirituality it actually equipped me to be able to not have that dependency, honestly, and to have a greater confidence and tools in how to make decisions and discernments for following God's will in my life Mm. and in my ministries. So whether Mm. it was in a ministry setting or in just a practical life decision setting, honestly, I think the biggest, um, way that it's benefited me um and how that's helped me is discernment in one word it's discernment so yeah
0: but how about my experience you, is, yeah mine is kind of the same um i think that for us our experience like looking at people that we went to university with and stuff that ran in the same circle that we did as far as like our kind of community Mm -hmm. both of our experiences were really different from the rest of the group (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah we've talked about it before but i feel like kind of the lord just pushed us out into the desert a little bit we went from the promised land into the desert like we went from being in studentville and being surrounded by people (laughs) yeah being around people who shared um, a love of the Lord and a desire for holiness. And a lot of them were maybe not um, charismatic in themselves, but at least open to or acknowledging of it. And it Mm -hmm. was really easy to find your place there and to find community. And then uh, we left to the desert and the mission territory of upstate New York. Oh boy, yeah. And for you, you were there a lot longer than I was, um, but, or you were there before I was. But yeah, that w- that was difficult. And we oh, yeah. went there and didn't have um didn't have any kind of community and there wasn't anything there. Right. For me, I mean, I had a phenomenal parish, but the thing that attracted me to to Syracuse and to my parish there was that it was mission territory and there was nothing. It was quite barren. <laughs> Very. And so <laughs> and so for for us that was we're pushed like we didn't have that safety net right like we didn't have that community to fall back to or the regular necessarily face to face with a spiritual director that had that spirituality like we were if we wanted to grow in relationship with the lord and to be fed and to um we had to do that on our own (laughs) yeah whereas a lot of people that i know with their spiritual director or with their friends that are share that same spirituality like they can become very dependent on each other right. there becomes like this codependency there that that can be mm-hmm. unhealthy and i think for us the lord pushed us out into the desert and he was like nah you're gonna depend on me
1: yeah <laughs> Mhm.
0: and for you like you're there by yourself for a year before i got there and even us, like working in the same diocese and and being relatively close, like we even really just got to see each other maybe like once a week, and that was such a like liberating time. But I mean, yeah, I had to to really pray about things and make mistakes and figure it yeah. out with the Lord. Like, <laughs> and sometimes it felt like I was wrestling with the Lord. Like I identify with that because sometimes it did, and sometimes um i would think that i was making a, a right decision for me personally or for for my ministry and i didn't and it was probably not a great decision and i learned and the lord provided that um that space for me right to to mess mm-hmm. up and and to figure things out you know it was like when i was learning how to drive and my parents would take me to an empty parking lot <laughs> <laughs> you know like it was a safe place you know and the lord was going to protect that but um yeah i th- i think that was the biggest thing right like is that in that isolation we learned how to depend on the lord and that gift of um the spirituality and and being familiar with the movements of the holy spirit was mm-hmm. kind of how we how we survived that
1: yeah yeah totally. And it's, it's something where it, it just, it gave us those tools that we could go into prayer and ask the Lord questions and recognize, Oh, like there's his presence, you know, like, um, like I, I, or there's that peace with the anointing. Right. So I think this is the right decision. Um, And even in, in ministry circumstances to know, the direction that the Lord's going and, and move in unison with him, being able to kind of mm-hmm. sense that as a leader in ministry for the first time as a baby leader in ministry, right? And be like, okay, I'm sensing this and having those experiences mm. of, oh, wow, it's really good. I was aware of that. And also having those experiences of, oh, wow, I totally sensed that wrong. That, okay, mm-hmm. it's okay. We're going to keep going, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I think it it matured us a lot right? Like, cause, um, there is an aspect of, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to create a dependency on the Lord, but in the more that we become dependent on the Lord, right. And the more we were able to become confident in our discernment, um, and to kind of find our voice and hold our own and say, no, like this is, and stay true to that. Right. Like It wasn't Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I should go ask this person who has these discernment gifts or or whatnot. Like it became like, no, I need to be confident in what I've received from the Lord in my Mm -hmm. personal prayer, finding you know, confirmations from other people and that's okay. But um, there's definitely that confidence and also the humility, like we have that confidence, right? But it's balanced out by the humility when we didn't discern things properly and we had to, like own up to it and take responsibility for it,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, there are definitely those times. There's, yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> oh no, totally. And and I think like I know at least like for me it was something I needed because I'm, it's a, it's like a gift and also like a weakness at the same time for me. I'm very docile. So I take direction very easily, Um, but then I can just be so docile that I'll Mm. just go with like, and and I know it's like generally good when you have a spiritual director to trust them and to just go with what they say, right? And to have somebody that's Mm. trusted enough that you can do that. But um, being pulled out of that um, environment where, you know, there are Franciscan TORs everywhere and you can sit down and talk to one, you know, and... Like, hey, I need to figure this out. Will you talk with me? And really having to make those decisions on your own, um, versus just being docile and going with, you know, whatever they said, (laughs) you know, like, and that wasn't really healthy on my part in college. It was the Lord totally covered me and he blessed my docility, but there was a certain degree to which, um, I needed to be pulled out of that to actually Mm -hmm. grow in, in that discernment. But without this spirituality i wouldn't have had quite the tools to to move forward and grow and yep. make those mistakes um it's okay. like i wouldn't have been as equipped like the lord totally could have grown me to be more dependent on him but there was so much more clarity and i felt so much more equipped yep. going into that um, i even think that's it was still why <laughs> 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 you know
0: i think that's why i've loved this right cuz I, I think I've always been this way. Like I've always been, had a desire to be really Mm -hmm. self-sufficient and had that desire to like figure things out for myself. Like I, I'm one of those people that when I get, you know like buy an Ikea desk, I don't look at the instructions. I just figure it out by myself (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I'd rather just figure it out for myself. Okay. Don't judge me. That's fine. You're, um, you're
1: actually. You know who else does that? Fred Kastner, my dad. Yes, he calls yes. the directions the destructions. Yes, that's thank that's you, how much Fred Kress. He has to that, so you know.
0: Yeah, I just am one of those people. Like I like to suss it out, and I think it's because that's how I learn. Like I <laughs> learn through like experience, and so if I just do th- things, like I just kind of float through and can get by, and it's easy for me to get lazy or to not actually take things in. And so I've always been like that with with everything. Like I want to experience it and sort it out for myself. And it's like this big puzzle in my mind. And that's what I really loved when I encountered um, this spirituality with this structure and these kind of ways to grow and discern. And um, I liked the appeal of that um, self-sufficiency. And by self-sufficiency, I don't mean like just depending on myself. I mean like the self-sufficiency in my relationship with the Lord. That, you know, I got to Franciscan and I would hear all the time of people talking about their relationship with their spiritual director and, you know, doing, and being obedient to their spiritual director and that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a grace in that, in that obedience, right? right? But really not taking it any further than like, oh, my spiritual director said that I should do this. And to me, that was always like, Honestly, like a red flag for me of being like, how can you just do something that somebody like somebody else is making life decisions for you and you're just taking it at face value and not taking it for discernment or prayer for yourself? Like right. that, honestly, that turned me off from having a spiritual director for a really long time mm. Um, because I didn't want that and I didn't ever want to depend on another person to um, yeah, to, to sort out what the Lord desired for me and my relationship with the Lord. Cause I, I thought that that was, um, and I still, to a certain extent, think that there's a disorder in that, like that's a disordered way of, of thinking. Right. Um, so for me, I liked that idea. And when I found a spiritual director who, you know, would talk and teach me. Um, principles of how to learn things and discern things, and um, to interpret the way that the Lord is working in my life. I liked that because I was like, "This isn't just me, you know, pouring out my life and all my problems, and then you telling me what I need to do." It was a, "How do I, how do I do that for myself?" And here mm-hmm. are tools for you to be able to do that for yourself. Um, and so, yeah, that I think that's hands down, bar none, the most. Um, important and influential way that coming to know the anointing has impacted my life. Right,
1: which is so helpful. And you la 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 words. Um, like <laughs> ah, just making random noises. It's what I do, during podcasts is the perfect time to do that. Um what do you have like a specific can you give a an example of either a time in your life or a time in ministry where you've used those tools through understanding the anointing the presence of god right? Um, and how that allowed you to move in clarity in th- that decision whether it was in ministry or just like a life decision
0: Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of times that I've felt that, um, but probably one of the biggest times that, yeah. One of the biggest times that I can remember was making, um, when I decided to leave, my parish in Syracuse. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there was a lot that went into that factored into that. But um, I think really being able to, it was a sudden decision. Um, like it wasn't something that I had I had planned on, <laughs> if relatively mm-hmm. any time in the future, um, in the near future. I, w- I was pretty, um, actually, for a long time, I was really convinced that I would be there for a very very extended period of time. And so when I started kind of feeling those um those pulls mm. I knew that um I had the sensitivity to know that it wasn't something that was a you know just a feeling or just burnout mm. um that I had the sensitivity to know that Like that was a familiar tug of the Lord and of uh, the Holy Spirit. And because of, I mean, I can't really talk about it. a lot of the reason why those things had started coming up, but um, because it was a really sensitive, um, sensitive conditions, I had to pray through that and really take that to discernment and really learn how to approach it with humility. Cause it could have been a very, it could have been a situation where it was really easy for me to make decisions out of pride. Hmm. Um, and out of my own, um, out of the flesh. And so by kind of bringing that to the Lord and, and reading scripture and being familiar with the voice of the Lord, um, I was able to start sifting through some of those those voices of hurt of um of anger and those voices of you know the temptations from the enemy saying you know i'm not good enough or i could have done this or that differently mm. and that it was my fault and then the voice of the lord saying um that what he has set out for me to do in this place um was was coming to close and was mm. it was time for me to to go somewhere else right and that um, he was calling me to to really approach that with a humility and to say, you know, that I wasn't the right person for that anymore. Um, and to leave that and to trust that the Lord was going to look after this ministry, which was very near and dear to my heart. Um, and so probably, I, I mean, I don't know, obviously that's, I'm limited into into how much I can talk about it. But I hope that kind of gives a little bit of an example um, of how that can really it really in a time of, of desolation for me, um, mm-hmm. and difficulty that this has really, um, that the Lord has really worked in my heart in this. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it sounds like just knowing his presence and how he speaks in, in this way in the spirituality mm. gave you that clarity. Yeah
0: and also the ability to like recognize to that leaving that situation then what i needed to surround myself with and what i was going to need um, Right. and the healing that i needed to to pray for cuz it was mm-hmm. it was really really like hard for me and you know that like you were <laughs> you were there in the yep. in the midst of it on the other end of the phone like that was a really difficult time for me
1: yeah it's such a powerful tool and can bring such clarity, especially mm-hmm. in, in circumstances like you were saying. That was I remember that being very hard for you and very emotional and hard to even watch in in ways and like to have.
0: <laughs> I had a lot of like Papa Bears and Mama Bears wanting to.
1: <laughs> Everybody want to take care of protect yourself. me. <laughs> her. Yeah. yeah, and it was it's something where when you have a very emotional circumstance and a big dis and or a big decision. It can be really difficult to sift through what's the Lord, what's your flesh and your emotions, or what's even the enemy, you know, taking advantage of the circumstance and trying to influence one way or the other.
0: Yeah, because you you can like you can guarantee that the enemy's going to try to monopolize on those times, and oh, so it's yeah. really really helpful to have that foundation, um, which for both of us I think has come from scripture like knowing the Lord's voice and being able to, to say, I know what the Lord sounds like. I know how he speaks to me. I know, um, his tone and I can start to use those skills and Mm -hmm. those experiences to sift through that.
1: Yeah. How about you, Mary? Um, I think, I mean, yeah, there's so many examples. I'll, I'll give one. I'm actually going to give one from a ministry setting versus a life decision one. Um, so get some variety. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. You know, spice it some spice. Um, I know this
0: is like contrary. Usually, I give like the ministry stuff, and you give the life experience stuff. We're yeah. we're switching. We're changing just,
1: it up today. <laughs> sauce. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think. So so we started a charismatic prayer group that meets at my parish about like two years ago and we try to be very discerning and very prudent. And just because there have been so many people that have had bad experiences and we want to do the best we can with it. Right. Sure. So we try and set, just kind of have different, um, kind of like we've talked about in previous episodes, there's like systems in place where um, like we have a structure to our event and the Lord can blow it up if he wants to, and that's fine, but we have a structure planned, right? Um, We have a way of discerning things. Um, We have teams that they, they are equipped for their particular part in the ministry, et cetera, et cetera. And when it comes to, so there's a gift of the Holy spirit called word of knowledge And, um, when it comes to that gift, when people are operating in it, they are, what happens is basically the Lord, it's a divine thought where the Lord speaks through a person. So he'll give you words. Um, and a lot of times he'll speak kind of like in first person through that person, um, is the most common that I've, I've experienced it and seen. And, we're very, very careful and discerning with people giving words because I mean, Jill, I think you were the one that had the experience of at that Bethel concert. there was that person that said, "Oh, I'm getting a word for like your priest' friend that was there, and like Lord's calling you to leave the priesthood." Okay, well, that word is obviously not from Jesus, so <laughs> so you so you want to be very careful. Who you allow, especially in a group setting and a public event, if somebody's claiming that they're getting a word, you want to be very careful who you hand a microphone to to give a word. So usually um, in my ministries, what we do is if it's been discerned and you're like kind of like a part of our community and it's been discerned that you have a word gift, then you have the freedom to share what you've discerned or what what you believe you're receiving in regards to a word of knowledge, um, because that kind of roots out the opportunity for someone to say something crazy, you know, (laughs) and it keeps order and, um, and we'll allow, like, if somebody thinks that they're getting a word, but they don't, it has, it hasn't been discerned that they have that gift by our ministry. We'll have them write it down and like, we'll, we'll discern it after and then share it if it was of the Lord, if we believe it was of the Lord. Um, Makes sense. So that's, it makes sense, right? And so usually when somebody claims to have word of knowledge outside of our ministry, I've just seen so many people that think that they do and it's really them moving in their flesh that I'm really hesitant to like, say like, okay, yeah, that's the Lord. Um, and because there are a lot of people that think that they're getting words and it's really like a pious thought. Like it's it's like a nice thing and it's mm. good, but it's not necessarily the Lord speaking through that person directly. Yep. And... There was this guy who, he, we normally pray as a team before our events and people will openly share words. I don't like give that parameter because it's all people that have discerned gifts and stuff already. So, cause it's just our ministry team. So we're praying beforehand and there is this man who drove, he drove like three hours, two or three hours to come to our prayer event that night from like up in the mountains in like Flagstaff or Prescott. And he came obviously Bougie. early. So he happened to walk into the church when we were doing our, our like team's prayer time where we're kind of like more free and sharing words and stuff. And this man, while we're waiting on the Lord and people are one by one kind of like sharing words or impressions they're getting about the night to come. Um, he starts giving a word. And interiorly at first I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> Oh no, random dude walked into our like prayer session before the event and he didn't know the parameters and he probably doesn't have the gift and I'm starting to like get worried. And I stopped and I actually just was like, well, maybe it's the Lord. And I, I like tried to just be aware of the presence and the anointing on my hands and listening to what he was saying. And it was super heavy. Like, I felt Mm. the anointing on my hands, like, this huge weight and this heat, and I felt a deep peace in my heart. And I was listening to the words he was saying, and it was edifying, and it was consistent with what we were praying about for the night. And I knew just even from my experience of reading scripture and my experience of hearing words that are on, I was like, this is the Lord. He has the Mm. gift. Random dude from, like, Prescott or Flagstaff. (laughs) You know, driving down shows up, and I, I was able to be like, Oh, wow, I wouldn't have thought that you had it, but you totally have the gift. And um, because
0: nobody outside of your prayer group has the gift of word, we're
1: the only ones to <laughs> wow, Jesus loves us. Just a wow, bit more. no, um, but no, incredible, it's just, it's just something where I'm more hesitant to just assume that somebody has something, um. Yep because people tend to not be as discerning and just kind of go with the flow. And um, I was really grateful to have those tools of discernment because there were multiple manifestations of the -hmm. anointing, of the movement of the Holy Spirit that confirmed, and I was able to like rest easy and have confidence in, oh no, like this man has this gift and the Lord's speaking through him to us right now. And I need to be receptive because that's the Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that sometimes we get equipped with these tools and like maybe our listeners are listening to us thinking like, oh, that's great, but I'm still like a baby in this or I don't really know how to use or not familiar with these tools that, that we've kind of acquired over the last 10 years, 11 years, however long we've been discerning and really entering into this kind of spirituality. And... I mean I just wanna encourage you we all start somewhere, right? Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> we right. all I I didn't get baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive the gift of tongues and then boom, like I'm really awesome at all this stuff.
1: It's got this whole thing down. Yeah, it
0: wasn't like bam knowledge. It it took time and it took a lot of persistence right. and discipline, which honestly like I'm still working on that. I'm still working on the discipline and, and the persistence and um, how to depend on the Lord. And really it all comes down to to us disposing ourselves to, for the Lord to teach and to to pour out his spirit on us. And that disposition, like I said before, is came a lot from an increase in the time and the mm-hmm. way that I prayed with scripture. Because really scripture is really that foundation, right? And that's not to say anything against anything else or that you should only be looking to scripture or whatnot. Right. But obviously like scripture and tradition go hand in hand. But for me in my personal prayer is is going to that quiet place and to become familiar and to dispose myself to become familiar with the voice of the Lord and the way that the Lord acts, the way that the Lord moves. I remember, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I grew up, I I mean, I grew up in a really solid Catholic household. Um, Both my parents were in ministry, since I can remember, and my mom still is in ministry, and so I grew up knowing a lot about the, the church, but I, my parents taught me really well, but I can't remember really um, until I got older and in high school growing up and like having family prayer time or anything hmm. like that. And so my understanding of prayer was quite skewed. So when I went to Franciscan and I heard all these seemingly holy people, not saying that they're not holy, but to me, I was like, wow, these <laughs> are really, really holy, holy. people <laughs> um, saying, you know, that they, that the Lord told them this and that, and I legitimately in my little 18 year old brain thought that they meant that they heard the audible voice of God telling them to do something. (laughs)
1: Mm, yeah.
0: And I was like, why don't I hear God telling me to do stuff? God doesn't tell me to do stuff. And I didn't know what that was because I'd Mm. never been exposed to it. And I think we all have the desire, right, to like know what God wants. And if God would just talk to us and tell us, and then I'd be okay with it, which sometimes, I'm still not okay with it. But that conversation and and that reciprocation and prayer that we desire comes from Scripture. If you find yourself desiring to be affirmed by the Lord or to be guided by the Lord or or whatnot, like Scripture and praying with Scripture is where you will find that. Because we talk a lot in prayer and we, you know, can list off the things that we want from the Lord or how we feel and try to relate to the Lord. But when we read scripture, the Lord is talking to us and the Lord, the word is living and effective, right? It mm-hmm. comes and pierces our heart and our, the deepest desires of our heart. And when we, when we can pray and share and relate to the Lord and then read scripture and he relates that to our life, then it becomes a, a fluid conversation, a conversation um, like that i would have with a friend mm-hmm. and we become familiar with that I get asked to do talks on scripture a lot I don't it's like I'm always getting asked to do talks about scripture Jill's kind of a big deal uh, which i love scripture but sometimes i do like to talk about other things um but the thing especially with teens that I talk to them about when I'm talking about lexio or whatnot is i always give them the example I pull up um I pull up a couple of volunteers, so a main one, and they're usually like blindfolded. And then I have one of their good friends come up and then um, a couple of people that are strangers, right? And I have the each person, um, her friend and the strangers say different things. And I ask them, which one was your friend? And 10 out of 10 times, they can always identify who the voice of their friend was. And that's because there's a familiarity, a relationship and it's the same thing with scripture when we enter into prayer is that w- it becomes easier to sift through those voices because we know the voice of the Lord. I can call, you know, from whatever number. And sometimes it comes from a weird number when I call my parents being international, but they always know it's me because they're familiar to my voice. Right. Like I don't even have to say, right. Like, hey, it's Jill. <laughs> they know, they know who it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a beauty in that. In that our relationship with the Lord can be that intimate and that close, right? And that's that's the beauty of of living a life in relationship with the Lord and in a relationship and a deep, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's something where, like, I think in the earlier episodes of this podcast or the first two episodes where we talk about the anointing, it's we're giving you awareness, right? So it starts with awareness, like, oh, I can experience God in these ways, or I can hear his voice in scripture. And then it moves on to what you're talking about, Jill, which is familiarity, which Mm -hmm. comes through execution and just trying and just showing up, right? So you're now aware that you can experience God in these ways. You can physically feel him. You can experience a peace. You can recognize his voice even interiorly speaking Mm -hmm. to you and um, becoming, just becoming aware of that and giving him opportunities to speak and regularly being in scripture where you grow in the familiarity with his voice. All these tools when it comes to this understanding of what we've presented to you of the anointing, right? Um, The presence of God is just becoming familiar with his presence. So we wanted to show you that one, you can recognize his presence first off, because you have to recognize that it's possible. And then once you start to experience it, you become familiar with it. So you make it a regular practice to encounter his presence and to be in his presence. So it's awareness Followed by f- familiarity, right? And, frequency. and familiarity
0: takes time. So be patient with yourself because it's almost like when you when you do talk to somebody, let's say on the phone, like there can be somebody that calls you that you've talked to a couple of times and you're like, I know that voice from somewhere, but I can't quite pinpoint where it is. Yes. It's kind of like that. But the more that you talk and the more that you um, spend time there in that relationship and getting to know them, the more familiar they become. So exactly. don't feel like discouraged at the beginning when you're trying all this out and you're like, it's just not happening for me. That's okay. Um, it's okay that it's taking time and taking effort. We're still there.
1: <laughs> There's always more. There's always like, yeah. more of the And Lord just when to we're, we're like, life.
0: yeah, I'm super confident in this, the Lord's like, Dose of humility. Nah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, yep. I'm still I'm still a baby. I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there's so much to him that you'll never become so familiar with him that there's nothing more to become familiar with or nothing more to experience. There's always something new. There's always newness. Yeah.
0: You, you read the stories of like the scriptures as familiar as the disciples were, right? With Jesus that they spent every day with him pretty much 24 hours a day. There were still times when the disciples didn't recognize him, (laughs) Yeah. There is still the time where they're like, Oh my gosh, it's a ghost. Oh, it's a gardener. (laughs) You're just like, really? And they were, uh, they were with them all the time um, in the flesh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Oh Jesus, that's you. (laughs) We didn't realize. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, be patient with yourself. And I think that's really what we want you to kind of take away, um, is to be patient and to give yourself that, that safety net and that, you know, empty parking lot to practice and to to make mistakes, but also to grow.
1: hmm I feel good. I feel good about this joe
0: <laughs> Cool, cool. So you guys kinda know the hopefully you know the drill by now, but for our new listeners, um, this is a time where we're just asking you to to find your quiet place or to press pause and return to this um later or, or whatnot, but just to put yourself in a place to really receive Um, in prayer and so we begin in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen come holy spirit come upon us lord pour out your spirit upon us may it fill us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet and lord i ask by the sword of the spirit that you cut away anything that is not of you Holy Spirit, I ask that you pour yourself in us and give us a greater desire for you to fan that flame that we may burn for you. I pray that you strip us of anything that is not of you, that is holding us back from a relationship with you, from entering deeper into your heart, and increase in us that dependency on you. That you may clear those other voices of either ourselves or of the world, of loved ones, of expectations, of lies. And I just rebuke all of those in the name of Jesus. And I just claim for us, and for our listeners, our identity in you. I claim that in the name of Jesus, that that may reign in our hearts and in our lives. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that this this desire and burning for you and this dependency might just grow so much that it is an example for other people, that other people may see it and be drawn to you. Mother Mary, I just ask that you teach us. Teach us to do all things for God's greater glory. Teach us to be dependent on your son. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Awesome. Okay, guys, so now We're going to move into the practical kind of challenge of this episode and a way that you can kind of execute on the principles we've been talking about. So what we want to invite you to do is to actually take time in Scripture and to familiarize yourself with God's voice in this way. So what we'd like you to do is take the Scripture of 1 John, 1st letter of John, chapter 2. Um and hone in on the the kind of the theme verse of this episode, which is verse twenty seven. So again, that's First John two verse twenty seven. Um, but we want you to pray with it and to pray it out loud, read it out loud, hear out loud God's voice, right? And if you're familiar with Lexio Divina, I would highly recommend doing Lexio with um with that chapter. First John chapter 2. And um, if you're not familiar with Lexio, there's really, you can just Google it online, and there's really simple guidelines on how to do that. But basically, you want to read that scripture out loud, hear the voice of the Lord out loud being read. And as you're going through it, ask the Lord, God, what do you want to speak to me? What do you want to teach me through this verse? Because in verse 27, it says, the anointing teaches all things, right? So invite him, invite him to show you through that scripture, what is it that he wants to teach you today? And it's, it's a very powerful thing. Um, if you, and if, if it's not something that as part of this challenge, we'd ask you that if, if it's not already a regular part of your daily prayer life to read scripture, Start making it that start integrating scripture, even if it's just a paragraph or a chapter a day where you just read it out loud and give the Lord 10 minutes of your time with that scripture, read it out loud Mm -hmm. and, and then just invite him to, to, to show you what he's trying to speak to you through that scripture and just familiarizing yourself with God's voice and hearing it daily becoming familiar, like Jill and I had been talking about. And, um, it's, it's just so powerful. And there's nothing that I have looked guys. I actually have looked for ways to not have to, um, incorporate all these things into my prayer life or to not have to be in scripture every day. And you know what? You tried to be lazy. There's no shortcut guys. I've looked, there's no shortcut. If, if you want to become familiar with the voice of god and be able to recognize him you have to be in scripture daily because it, it's just the way that it works you're not going to recognize someone's voice unless you're hearing it regularly and so yeah as sort of your part of your challenge is if you're not already doing that start integrating scripture daily into your prayer to become familiar with his voice and there's great apps out there i like using bible.is um, on my iphone is free and it'll play, you can just play the scripture while you're driving, right? Just play it in your car, play a scripture, a chapter, you know. But then they're not listening to us while they're driving, Mary. Which <laughs> means we totally need to record our own audio Bible, Jill. <gasps> yes! I think that is the next thing on the list.
0: Okay, <laughs> nah, but if you, it's between us and scripture, okay, read your Bible, listen to so your okay. Bible. It's
1: so, okay, that's your challenge. In the in-between time, obviously keep up on our podcast episodes, but when <laughs> when you're in that in-between, but waiting- In-between scripture, not in-between episodes.
0: In-between scri- yes. scripture, <laughs> listen <laughs> to our podcast, don't wait to read scripture till in-between our podcast. Yes.
1: Yes. Priorities. Scripture is Jesus More first, important.
0: Then don't shove the dev. Yeah.
1: I would much rather you be familiar with God's voice than ours, you know? But, uh, but although it is cool that you're familiar with our voice now, probably at this point, so,
0: um, (laughs) funny story. I went to, I went to one of our parishes, um, and we stayed there before we like on our way down to Wellington and, um, one of the, the priests there was like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. He's like trying to find the words for, he's like, you know, like shove the dove. And I was like, no, don't, don't shove the dove. Don't (laughs) shove the dove i was like don't shove the dove
1: father he's like oh i'm so sorry it's like saying i've i've uh yeah i've been listening to your podcast throw out the holy spirit he's like no no that's not it that's not that's the opposite of what i want um
0: but anyways yeah anyways thanks Mons. you're awesome monsignor trevor if you're listening
1: what's up (laughs) yeah
0: shout out to allison for getting everybody at the parish to listen to our podcast that's amazing that is so awesome anyways we hope that obviously like this is um some blessed time we're excited that we finally finished our first three-part series um sorry that it's taken a little bit we had um some scheduling issues also
1: some fires in the state of california that yeah the fires in
0: california so pray for that and um yeah and like we said we wanted to to be able to offer you like our announcement on Facebook, we wanted to be able to give you like really good quality stuff. And we just weren't happy with the audio quality that we had gotten because we're still trying to figure that out a little bit. So anyways, um, we're really excited to yeah. Keep going and um, hope to catch you later.
1: Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. (laughs) Peace. Later.